Brian Winhurst and the Hoop Collective is presented by YouTube TV. Try it free today at youtube.com slash NBA 23. New users only. Terms apply. Cancel anytime. Welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing at 2 a.m. on Sunday morning. Joining me from a couple of miles away here in Miami is Tim Bontemps. Hello, guys. How are we doing? Joining us from Dallas, Texas, just sitting there waiting for the finals. Nothing, nothing on his agenda, but a nice Memorial Day weekend. It's Ben McMahon. Howdy, partners. Had my feet just propped up on the couch tonight. You know, some extra cushions behind my head. You know, just relaxing evening. Uh, watching Jimmy Butler build a brick house and somehow miraculously pull off this comeback and then just have it ripped right out from under him. You did have to stay up late for this pot. I don't mean to to uh, not respect your time, Mr. McMahon. Well, we had one for the books. I know that you can say Ooh. that about a lot of things, but um, this was uh, historic in a lot of different ways. Not only historic because, look, the championship could have been determined tonight. I don't know. I don't mean to, to um, throw any shade at Denver. I know everyone's real. If you don't acknowledge them as the greatest team in the history of the NBA, they get a little on edge. Um Denver may win Denver. this next series easily. Um, they may not win it, but uh, I can tell you one thing. Uh, Boston would have no chance to win it had Derek White not tipped in the shot with a tenth of a second left, and it was a tenth of a second. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the history that is going on here, obviously Boston now gets the chance to be the first team in NBA history out of 150 before them to come back from 3-0 down. Um, it was just the second time in NBA history that a team made a buzzer beater when they were behind facing elimination. The other one, mm. Michael Jordan, 1989, over Craig Elo, the shot. Um, what did a young Wendy think of that one? That Cavs team, that was probably their best chance ever to beat the Bulls, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I remember seeing it on uh, an antenna wherever I was. I remember where I was. I won't get into it. I wasn't at home, but um, I was watching on an, an antenna, and it wasn't a clear signal. It wasn't clear that he had made it right away. He did Um, fifth consecutive road elimination game won by the Celtics. The Celtics have done a lot of incredible things in the 76 year history of their franchise. That's not at the top, but it's on the first page and give themselves a chance in doing so to make the history with the three potential Oh, three comeback. Um, And then the actual nature of the way this game played out, which I'm not so sure either team deserved to win because neither team played well, but I don't think either team really deserved to lose and snatching it away from potentially iconic Jimmy Butler performance. Jimmy Mm -hmm. Butler was three of 19 with two minutes left to go in this game. Couldn't get off the floor from my vantage point, um, having a miserable game, not what we would expect from, uh, his, you know, his incredible playoff, uh, resume. And in the last two minutes and one seconds, well, I shouldn't say that for the next two minutes and one seconds, he scored 10 points and made three enormously clutch free throws with three seconds left. And that went for not. And Bob Temps is a lot more that happened. And I'll tell you a little bit what it was like in the Celtics locker room. I got in there right as uh, they were guys were watching the video for the first time. 
But Bontemps, you had a lot of other assignments and you were busy tonight looking at other things about this game too. Yeah, I mean, this just really was the Boston Celtics in a nutshell, this whole thing. They they have a, we talked all the time about how they're 38 and two when they hit 40% of the threes. They literally had the worst shooting game of their entire season. They went seven for 35. They never made less than nine in a single game all year, but they fought and they played really hard. They played great defense. They shut down Bam and Jimmy the whole game, dominated the whole game. It was almost a carbon copy of game seven in the conference finals last year when they had a nine or 10 point lead with three minutes to go and then completely imploded exactly what they did again. Now, like let Jimmy Butler score 10 straight points, fouling him on in ones, found him in the corner on three point shots. He was never going to make mm-hmm. and putting themselves in a position where it seems like their season is going to go down in flames, just like they were a week ago or whatever, five days ago. Right? Who knows how many days it was at this point when they were down three Oh, in this series. And then, um, they turn around and Derek white on a team full of big names. He's about the quietest guy on the team just makes an unbelievably heady play to inbound the ball, cut right to the corner to be there. If he needs to be an outlet to get a shot. And when Marcus smart shot went up bolts right to the rim, doesn't ball watch. Doesn't just is like, I'm going to make sure I'm in position to make a play made the play of his life. And somehow we're sitting here talking about the Boston Celtics in game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not really sure how, but here we sit. Mm. Like, man, that's the Boston favorite. cockroaches. The Boston cockroaches. <laughs> I mean, in the most complimentary <laughs> sense, these dudes will not die. They just keep crawling out from, from underneath. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it, it was a miracle that Miami was in position to win this game. As poorly as Jimmy played for 46 minutes, as poorly as Adebayo played, I mean, the, the first half was Tatum just absolutely kicking Jimmy's ass up and down the court on both ends. Then he disappears in the second half. But they, you know, you still, it's, I, I, I just, as I was sitting there watching this saying, I can't believe Miami's going to win this game. And lo and behold, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, we had the same, we had the same conversation, me and Brian sitting there. I mean, when Jimmy's shot went in, I mean, as people know, we write these obits. I turned to Brian. Mm-hmm. I said, well, my obit's going to see the light of day now because it's been rewritten six times in these playoffs, I think. Mm-hmm. It's going to be seven. And now it's, well, it's at least seven. <laughs> it could be a lot more than that at this point. Um, that was just, it was just an unbelievable. I mean, that that was just why, I mean, games like that are just why the job is so great. I mean, this is why everybody watches sports. You go to these games, you go to all these games, and you just see stuff you've never seen before. And like, I mean, that was just, like you said it, McMahon, like it was a miracle that Miami was in position to close the series out. And then it took a miracle for them to lose it at the end. Have, on top of have it. you guys seen the win probability graph from this game? <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a super dorky thing, but it's green, 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 green and high green, right? High yep. green all the way until whoosh, it whooshes down to 99% red and then whoop spikes right back, back to 100 percent green <laughs> i have three letters for you all to consider oh here we go baby channel channel <laughs> b p i back from the dead like the celtics B-I. themselves <laughs> B-I. B-I. the math yeah, don't lie it. 
Never mess um, with those nerds. Never doubt the nerds. <laughs> hey, what though? You know what? I used to say never doubt Jimmy Butler. And hey, we're 0 for 2 on Jimmy Butler guarantees. Fool me once. Yeah, well, he, well, he made another on one. Fool me, <laughs> he made another fool one me twice. I lose your trust. Celtics winning this series, baby. I'm off the Jimmy Butler bandwagon. I know, I know Bond Tims will oh, never jump boy. off, but I'm off the Jimmy well, here, bandwagon. Well, here, let me down twice. Well, this, so I'm a voter again for the conference finals MVP award. Oh, good but, God uh, here we go. Well, no, well, no, but this, so Doris Burke texts me with, I don't know, nine minutes to go in the game. She's like, she who are you voting for for MVP? Call, Doris here doing radio. I think she's got, I assume she's got a vote. Text me and says, who, who are you voting for for MVP? I turned to Brian and said, I think I got to vote for Caleb Martin. As far as I was say. <laughs> and Brian was like, yeah, who else, you gonna, who else are you going to vote for? Because at this Jimmy point, was three Jimmy of 19. Was, he was, he was uh, horrible. And, and then scores 10 points in the last two minutes. And you well, think they're going to win. It's unbelievable. Well, I, By the way, right. Wendy, I got to give you credit. You called for the Caleb Martin uh, moving in the starting lineup. He's the only reason that the Heat were able to stay within shouting distance. Him and then Duncan Robinson. and. By the yeah, way, although Duncan about, missed oh, two, boy, man, Especially he is going to be one, seeing the one was the test, the win. You know, you say that though, they still they took the lead. I know, but Duncan two, oh my god, clean looks from the wing where he thrives. You know, when he's going thrives. Oh, All right, so I was fortunate way, enough. To, oh, sorry, bomb temperature stats. What thirty-eight and two when the Celtics shoot forty percent. From three, is that the stat now? They're 38 and two when they do, and they are now 30 and 31 when they don't. Mm, because that's not they the stat. Three. They're okay. 1 and 0 when they shoot 20% or worse. <laughs> that is true. That is the new stat. <laughs> yeah. They had their worst three point shooting game of the year mm-hmm. by percentage and by makes, both. Only and here seven we sit. Makes. Tatum, Tatum was on the podium afterwards, and he was like, My God, we only made seven threes. And um, by the way, he and Jalen Brown, um, they combined for 57 points in this game. No threes. None. No threes. But, That's but the, heat, the Heat were about as bad in the paint. I know. What I mean, Look, what, what they shoot in the paint? I said, 20%? I wrote a piece a couple days ago. I called this the Bizarro Series. That's what this is. This is the Bizarro Conference Finals. And um, it's a Seinfeld reference. I stopped making Seinfeld references mostly because – Folks under the age of 30 don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Sorry, the bizarro. Um, so I was just the way things when I got into the Celtics locker room pretty much before anybody else after the game. Um, Chris Forsberg from uh, uh, um, Comcast Boston was in there too. Um, and the guys really hadn't seen the play yet. Um, and uh, Blake Griffin was like, he saw it. He like, he's like, I cannot believe how close it was it was it was closer than they thought and um he showed uh Derek White the um the replay and Derek I don't think Derek could see he probably saw it on the scoreboard when he looked but he hadn't like had a chance to look at it and like reverse it and watch it and so he watched it right there and he was with Grant Williams and um and Marcus Smart and they were they were just marveling at it as they watched it and then I showed him Wob, uh, worldwide Wob, our buddy Rob Perez, he tweeted out a, a four box that showed all four, that showed four different angles of the play. One was like overhead, one was of the Celtics bench, one was of the Miami bench, and one was like from behind the play. He had four different angles of it. And I handed Derek my phone and he watched that two or three times, reversing it and watching it back. And the one thing we were marveling at was that when Marcus put the ball up, 
he caught and turned and put the ball up. Derek was at the three-point line in the corner. Derek White inbounded the ball, and he immediately cut to the corner because I guess that's where he goes on the play. Well, um, it was just a smart play to to, uh, to relocate to a spot where he could be an option to get a shot. It was just a right. it was another part of a play that was really smart. Right, and I and I saw some people um, I saw some people saying that Max Struess like let the heat down because he didn't box out. He didn't box out Derek White. Well, first off, I'm not 100% sure Max Struess was on Derek White. I think it might have been Gabe Vincent. Yeah, and, Gabe, Gabe doubled off onto Tatum on the end. And it worked. They, they took away the first option, which was Tatum. They took away the second option, which was Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart was the third option. The Celtics or the Heat did a good job on defending that play. And Derek White's just really, really fast. And he got from... Marcus Smart took the shot and he got from the three-point corner to the rim in time to get the tip back. And it helped. Bontemps, you mentioned this earlier to me. The ball didn't come off like a long rebound. Mm-hmm. The ball rimmed out and came in and, and rebounded short. And and on the same side that Derek was crashing from, and, and Derek didn't right. ball watch on the play. Like it was just really an alt, like just a super heady winning play all the way around by That's him. That's what was if it had come out the other side, I think Tatum might have gotten the tip. He might have. I mean, they, yeah. Tatum was crashing hard too, but it just like Tatum might it, not, he might not have been fast enough. He there was just made, there was just it was just so much serendipity all the way around, which may which is all the more insane when you look at the the way the Celtics once again went into as uh, one of our buddies likes to call it prevent offense in mm. late in the fourth quarter. That Derek White putback was their last the the pro, last field goal before that was with four minutes and fifty eight seconds to go. That's in ridiculous. The game. Yeah. Well, hold, before we get into that, let me some couple more things from the locker room. More hoop collective podcast after this. You can now stream the most MLB games on Directv without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hit strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So, who's ever up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill seeking raccoons, you name it, you won't find the satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games are on Directv. That means Directv is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECT-TV or visit directtv.com and sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So Marcus Smart says, thank God we challenged. So mm-hmm. while you're talking about that, Bon Temps, the Heat were in <clears throat> the Heat were in um, zone. The, Celt- the Celtics were crawling the ball up the court and not even getting into a play until there was seven seconds left. They had Playing repeated not bad to lose. possessions. Playing not to lose. Heated awful possessions. Bon Temps and I are sitting there going, call timeout, Joe. Call timeout, Joe. He doesn't call timeout because he doesn't use any timeouts, which he should have used, quite frankly. He's sitting on two with the foul with 2.1 seconds left. 
he uses one to challenge. And Bontemps explain. Did you explain why that was important? Uh, I did. I did on earlier on Sports Center. Okay. We were talking about it with McMahon before the pod. Wow. So for those who TV didn't watch Sports for those Center. who didn't watch Sports Center, so I called Monty McCutcheon. Talked to Monty McCutcheon after the game uh, to get an explanation for why it went from two point one seconds to three seconds. Please identify who Monty McCutcheon is. The head of refs. The head of aficionado. The head of the head of the referees and who the guy who was the clearly best referee when he stopped refereeing. Um, he and he explained that if Joe Missoula had not challenged that play, they would have checked to see if it was a two or a three because the first mm-hmm. question was was it a two or a three. So they were going to check that anyway, because Josh Tiven called the foul. This is the just to be clear, this is the foul that Al Horford fouls yes. Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. with there was 2.1 seconds left when the clock stopped with the Celtics up by two points. Go ahead. That's right. So Josh Tiven calls a foul 2.1 seconds to go in the corner. They go, they were going to go check and see if it was a two or three. Joe challenges the play, obviously loses the challenge. Jimmy gets the three free throws. However, when they go back and look at the play. They determine that they need to add an extra nine tenths of a second to the clock for when Al Horford's arm hit Jimmy Butler's arms when he's going up. And that's when they decided they determined that there was three seconds to go when that happened. And as it turns out, the Celtics needed every one of those tenths Mm. of a second in order to win this game. So pretty again, just the layer, the all the layers of this are ridiculous. Let me say let me say a couple of things. One. I know that there is some controversy about whether they needed to add 0.99 tenths. It does look, there are some angles on freeze frames where it does indeed look like he makes contact with Horford with three seconds left. Okay. That's number one. But even if that doesn't appease Hmm. people who think that they were screwed, Jimmy Butler double dribbled or traveled Ooh. or carried. Them well, he, I don't think he move. actually did on the play, but that we don't really need to go into like referee talk. I, you're allowed to like regather the ball when you lose it. So I, I, but I don't, we don't need to go down that road. All right. It did. It doesn't look- matter. It doesn't matter anyway. The, the, the heat, the heat he ruined the his heat. Eric Lewis joke. Go ahead. McMahon. Go ahead. McMahon. No, it's a Bontem's trampled all over my Eric Lewis burner joke. Forget it. I'm upset now. That, be did, upset that, dribble about something else anyway. that dribble didn't look right to me. I know they're never going to call that there. Just yeah, I, yeah. I mean, look, I, it, it all that all worked out the way it, it all worked out in the end. The Heat had to get one defensive stop and they didn't get it. Right. The other thing that Marcus Smart said after the game, because it was a little bit insane how fast he shot that ball with three seconds left. He caught it. And immediately turned. I don't even know. I mean, I assume he saw the rim, but he turned around. I mean, he got a pretty clean. He got a pretty clean look at it. Yeah, he almost made it. I was gonna say, um, I thought it was going in when he. When I did he too. Go. But good. the reason that he shot it so fast, he said after the game, was because in the last round against Philadelphia, was that game four, Bontemps? Yeah, it was game four when they they brought the ball up, and he ended up getting. He ended up making a shot, but it was after pretty clearly after this, the clock was, it was expired. Just a, it was less than a second. It was not super close, but it was less than a second after the clock went off. And so he was like, look, I was late getting that one. I wasn't going to be late getting shooting this one. And again, because he shot it so fast, Derek White had time to get his, get his hand up there and, and knock it in. Um, so it's, it's very tempting to just focus on that last play because it's such an amazing play. There was so much else happening. Um, and now I wonder, like, 
I wonder where Jimmy Butler's legs are. Now, I made this mistake last year. In game five down here in Miami, the Heat won to go up 3-2. And Jimmy Butler, he was dealing with that knee injury. Okay. The, so- the Celtics is- the Celtics wanted to go up 3-2. I apologize. The Celtics wanted to go up 3-2. And he was dealing with that knee injury. And he could barely move. He, he, he had almost nothing in games four and five last year. And I was like, heater DOA, you know, we're going up to Boston to close this series out. And Jimmy, but I went, uh, we all went up to Boston and Jimmy Butler had one of the greatest playoff games I've ever seen. <laughs> um, and so I am not going to count Jimmy Butler out. Um, that said, he did not have legs in this game. And um, he only had 14 points in game five. Uh, and with a tough, with a tough turnaround, he barely came off the court. How many minutes did he play? He played 46. I think he sat out the first two minutes of the second quarter, played the rest of the game. I thought he was going to play 48. It was was, the, the first 46 of those were tough. You know, I mean, could not get any kind of separation. Uh, like you said, Wendy had no lift. I mean, the and the Celtics just were shutting everything down. The pain. I mean, how Bam many shots did he get hard blocked? to watch? Well, Bam. So the this the Heat are six and zero this playoffs when Bam scores twenty. They are four. They are two and five. The last seven times he scored under twenty, mm. including the last three games. Um, he is, I believe, shooting under forty percent and averaging 12 points, maybe, maybe 13. I'll round it up in these last, well, the heat, he did have, the heat, he, the, heat go ahead. the heat went 14 for 30 from three in this game. They were 19 for 63 from two shot 30% on twos. And a lot of that was Jimmy and bam, Jimmy bam. Couldn't do anything. And, and by the way, a lot of that was, uh, was Derek white as Kurt Goldsberry tweeted. Uh, Miami was one in 12 or one for 12. When Derek White was a primary defender, Jimmy was 0 for 6. And you want to talk about Tatum shut him down. White shut him down. I mean, they're just they're they're switching, but they've got like you you throw Brown in the mix, you throw um Grant Williams. Grant Williams, you throw uh Marcus Smart. Like they they've got so many guys who are capable of holding their own against Jimmy. And you know, he just looks like a guy who's taking a lot of body blows throughout this series. When you want to talk about Jimmy's legs, you go back to the earlier games in the series. He was feasting and Derek White's an all defensive team guard. He's an awesome defensive player. And Jimmy, with his extra size and strength, was feasting on that matchup to start the series. They kept getting that matchup. Jimmy kept attacking it and attacking it and attacking it. And like you said, McMahon, today he kept getting it and not going anywhere. Well, and he 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 tried just to bully him one time. uh, And you know, ended up getting an offensive foul. They were viewed for a flagrant. Right. It's just, he just hadn't been able to bully these guys. No, I mean, it was, it was, the whole thing was wild. And and like, I mean, Jackson dropped in here. The Celtics had had seven games where they shot 26% or worse this season before today, they'd lost them all. And this is a team that has been, we've talked so many, much about the three point shooting. And it like, this was the game sitting there for the heat. The Celtics couldn't buy a mm. basket. They played really hard. They played good defense, but like this was the one sitting there for Miami to get. And you just, I just feel for Jimmy. I mean, he, he summoned it down the stretch and uh, like 
it, it had a chance to be just this legendary turnaround in the game. Right. And like I was talking to Nick after the game to Fredell, and he he was like, this is the quietest locker room I've maybe ever been in after a game. Like just because they know like yeah, they it was right there, right on. It was 10 years ago. There was a game six in that same building where the San Antonio Spurs thought they had it. And Ray Allen hit a three and then they went on to win the game. And it felt it's obviously that's the NBA finals. This is the conference finals, but it feels like that. It felt like that. Like it was, it just got snatched away just at the absolute last dying second of the game. Eric Spolstra after the game um, took a very sort of confident stance. He was like, Oh, this is great competition. Uh, <clears throat> this is what you'd expect. This is what you'd expect from us. Everything in our season's been hard. So we'll just go. I mean, he, you know, he was very clearly setting, trying to set a tone. And I'm sure he, I'm not sure. I, I would guess he tried to set the same tone with his team, which mm-hmm. was spin positive. Hey guys, I- we have a, we have the eight C. We have a great opportunity to go win a game seven. Don't worry about the fact that you may be historically viewed as goats. Um, uh, this is going to be great. Like he was working hard to do that. And by the way, um, I think that's probably a good idea. Uh, I'm not sure if they're, they're going to be, you know, Im- impacted by that, but Spo was already working on game seven in the moments after game six. And, um, you know, you, you, you have to, you have to respect that, but, but you also realize he's doing that because he's worried, you know, and naturally he's naturally worried about his team psyche because, you know, we are on a holiday weekend. So there'll be a little bit less of the noise, but there will be noise starting on Tuesday. And for a long time, if they lose it and there is, you know, people were wondering tonight how much the Celtics might lean into the 2004 uh, Red Sox, how many of them they can, they can fly to Boston for Monday to get him in the stands. Uh, this, this, I don't know this, this has a different feel than that did but well that was i mean that's the yankees and you had the 86 years and all the all the extra all, and the fact that they lost in game seven games the year before to the yankees all that stuff but i just it's the celtics are just the funniest team i mean it's like they they can't they just can't ever make life easy on themselves ever and like you watch the way they've played these last three games and you go this is a team that should have been that's probably the most talented team in the league and it has just not played like this very consistently over the past two years, unless they've absolutely had to. And then when they do, they tend to repeatedly. I mean, like you said, Brian, there's like a thousand stats in my newser about um, the various things that the Celtics have done. You mentioned the five road elimination game victories in a row. It's twice happened in NBA history. Once was the Phoenix Suns and once was the Celtics. The difference is that's happened with Boston over the past two playoffs over like five or six rounds. Those two stretches for the Suns, it was like over 10 years. Mm. And for the Celtics, it was over. I think it was from like 68 to 74 for the Celtics and like 81 to 90 for the Suns. So you're talking about like, oh, yeah, you win. You play in like one road elimination game. You win it, you know, then you do it in the next year or whatever. These guys are doing this once or twice a series at this point because they can't win any home games. So it's, it's just, it's just been the strangest trip all the way along. Yeah, Jackson mentioned that Johnny Damon was at the game tonight. I didn't see that, but he keeps oh, yeah. track of X Yankees. 
<laughs> and ex-Red Sox. Yes, both. I think he was I think he was down. I think he might live down here now, Johnny Damon. More Hoop Collective Podcast after this. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts. 122 million. For your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. Warm up with the hottest games live with Vivid Seats. No matter the sport, Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP, H-O-O-P. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Yeah, so I, I mean, um, the the Celtics. It was a little bit worrisome for the Celtics. If as long as what we're going to talk about the worrisomeness for Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, worrisome for the Celtics that when they faced the pressure that they didn't exactly step up to the plate. Well, um, but we knew they, that was going to be the case. Well, we I'm knew just it. talking about for Game Seven. <laughs> I'm just talking about think about that mindset for Game Seven. They have played much more freely these last three games. Now they're going to play under a little bit of pressure because now there is expectation before. I mean, it was obviously going to be a terribly disappointing end of the season, but had they lost one of these last three, it would have been like, well, you just got beat. Now they're the favorite. They're the I favorite. The to issue, be in the finals. I think the issue for the always, Celtics always is, has been BPI baby. That's, that's right. right. I think the issue for the Celtics, is the same one it is every game, which is that they look great for the first 42 minutes oftentimes. And then they get to the final five or six minutes and they go haywire. And that was like they they didn't play the cleanest game today. They missed shots, but they dominated the game for the large run of it and then got down to the final four or five minutes and then did their Celtics thing of we're just going to hold the ball and not really run offense and jack up some shots and maybe a couple will go in. And if they don't, then hold on to your seat because who the hell knows where the game's going to go. And, and let Jimmy Butler take over, despite yes. the fact that it looked like he had absolutely no juice whatsoever <laughs> until that point. I mean, it's just that's it. the fact that they had a they came down here for game six at an elimination game and had a carbon copy game, basically, of what they did last year in game seven. It just sums up the Celtic team all the way around. Yeah, there was this you talking about serendipity, which is a good word on temps. I wish I a used it in my story. The serendipity of last year, Jimmy Butler having that three pointer, which Al Horford defended. Yeah. I mean, Al, I wrote that I, I gave Al Horford credit. I'm not, I think Jimmy just missed it, but Al Horford was there, put his hand up, got in the way, defended it. And, you know, Jimmy missed it tonight. Al fouls Jimmy. And I mean, it was kind of a crazy review because it was a clear foul. Right. Don't you think? 
I mean, he didn't review that to get the time back on the clock. He reviewed that because he was it was like a desperation review. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? I would I would imagine I would imagine it was. I didn't. To be honest, we didn't ask him about it today. Mm-hmm. And so there was so much other stuff going on. I, I truly didn't circle back with the league until later because I didn't get a chance to really think about it till then. But I think it was um, what the hell I've got a review. Might as well use it. I got two timeouts for three seconds. Yeah, I, I mean, that was I, I mean, that's that's what I assume is what it was was like, hey, you never know. Maybe he stepped out of bounds or something. Right. Like you take a swing and see if it works right. for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, it turned like, you know, it turned out to be a, a hugely, um, pivotal moment in the game all the way around. Just unbelievable. Just an unbelievable Uh, turn of events all the way around. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Well, game seven, I don't know if we're potting. I don't know if we're podcasting after game seven. Yes, we are. We are probably after game seven. Yes. When did bomb tips become the boss? No, Brian, Brian read the thing earlier ryan knows what the schedule is jackson laid it out earlier he just forgot yeah i did forget yeah after game seven and then we're previewing game one of the finals oh okay (laughs) bontem's still wearing his dress shirt so i guess he thinks he's in charge (laughs) um yeah so we got game seven coming up and then we will like we did last year we'll have podcasts that post on the hoop collective feed the day of each finals game so It'll be fun. Brian, Brian, well, I will say if you're a Nuggets fan, you wanted Derek White to miss that tip in. Yeah, you, you prefer you prefer the four, the four home games and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there's the other thing. Number one, the Heat aren't as they're not as potent as a team as the Celtics mm-hmm. doesn't mean they won't win. But let's, we have to be honest. I went back and looked. The Nuggets have owned the Celtics yes. last couple of years. I, I mean, told the you, heat. Oh, uh, the heat. J- Joker's ten and two against Bam. I mean, it's, it's a tough. It's a tough, it's a tough matchup. Whatever, but yeah, you know, the last time they played was in was in February. Uh, it was a close game. It was in Miami. I think the Nuggets won by four, and Jokic didn't have the greatest game that night. He only went twelve of fourteen. Um, with uh, 12 rebounds and eight assists. I think over the last two seasons, he's shooting 67% against the Heat. I mean, he shoots 63% against the league. (laughs) I I agree. I'm just, you know, yeah, I'm not saying. Better than average. Yeah. So if you're a Denver fan, you better, you you probably didn't love seeing that. But now you get a team. And like, by the way, a whole bunch of guys got like banged up in this game, like, Robert Williams, who was great defensively, hurt his wrist. Uh, I thought Grant Williams hurt his hand. Jalen Brown, who's been dealing with a wrist or hand thing, he reaggravated that. You know, Jimmy has been yeah. This has been a, this has been a war all the way through. I mean, it's been it's been like the rest of these playoffs. It's been unpredictable and pretty compelling all the way through. So we'll yeah. see see what happens on Monday. All right. Thank you, listening Collective Podcast. Thank you to Jackson for staying up late. We'll talk to you after game seven. Adios, amigos. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. 
claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.